Henrietta Almond had just broken up with her boyfriend of four years and set up an online dating profile. As she was walking out the door to her first first date in years, her date Joe texted her to cancel. I was like, what? What? But I thought we were, I thought we were meant to be. You, you thought the very first date that you were going to go on right after you yeah. got out before your relationship was the one? I mean, well, here's the thing. When I set up this dating profile, I was like, I'm looking for the one who is the one. Yeah. And what did he say to you when he texted you? He said, not going to make it, babe. This is Joe Barrington. Yeah, so um, I met Henrietta on a uh, findsomeone.net, which uh, was was a dating site. And had you um, been doing this for a while? or? Uh... Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I, I do it a lot. I spend most of my time on findsomeone.net. Uh, and <laughs> boy, what a mistake. I only looked at the pictures. And when I got into that profile, I was like, I am looking for the one who is the one. And it just... Scared you off a little bit. Oh, yeah. it And it just kept going. Like, oh, really? I, she just kept repeating one in the oh. profile. Um, I thought it was a joke for a while. And then uh, she started texting me after we set up the date. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, what was in the text? Oh, man. Uh, it was just constant updates that were going on. Uh, she threw the phrase one in all the time. I, I think I texted her once and said, yeah, cool, and wow, I went over my data limit, for sure. <laughs> just She just said the word one a lot? Yeah. Uh, it, it, I mean, yeah, there were other texts. There were updates on what she was doing, like, oh, having a meal now, but then it would just be one, 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 and uh, it took me a while to put together what she was doing. What, uh, what was that? Like trying to say that I was the one. Oh, you were the I, one. I thought maybe there was. A I thought I was like phone. missing something. No. There, because I was I, on board the whole time, but then. Well, remember. I, I felt like there was gonna be some revelation. There remember that, that you knew the too. like profile before these texts were read, whereas I didn't. Henrietta, um, I spoke with Joe. I hope you don't uh, mind. What's What's that coward doing? Oh, he's just um still just on the dating app and going on dates and stuff. He said that you um came out a little strong. Yeah, I've been told I do that, but it's important for other people to know where I'm at. I think honesty is the most important thing. I mean, honestly, when, you're finding your one. when you contacted This American Lie to do this story about you, uh, I didn't really get the vibe that you came on strong. Really? I wasn't pushy at all. I wasn't like, Ari, please do this interview. I mean, I was happy that someone called us up to give us a story. Oh. So that was nice. That's great. Um, Maybe this podcast is my one. True. I mean... Maybe I'm I'm kind of feeling something here. What? I'm I am married, uh, and I think I have children. <laughs> you think? I, Wait. I, I really spend a lot of time at the office. Oh, okay. But I've heard of them, and they seem nice. But you know, I think I can maybe pitch an open relationship to my wife. No, but you've already found your one. I'm looking for one partner. I'm not polyamorous. Or maybe there could be the two one. ones. No, there can't. Can't be two ones because my last boyfriend he cheated on me with someone else and I was like no you you think you think I'm tolerate this I'm not gonna tolerate this I'm a strong woman good for you thank you now Henrietta you um you've also since Joe you've you've uh, planned first dates with four other men and each one of them has canceled yeah so I've been sending all these subliminal messages in my text messages about how I want them to be the one but 
but I don't think that's any clever. Of them got it until the moment I walk out the door, they're texting me, not gonna make it, babe. Not gonna make it, chica. She told you those were subliminal messages? Yeah, she said um, that she was being real sneaky about it. I would call it super liminal, possibly hyper liminal. She'll, these text messages, here, look, read my phone. Uh, they this just is, say, you're the one. This is Hank Von Airway, one of the uh, possible suitors uh, of Henrietta's that uh, didn't quite work out. And I'm looking at his phone now and, oh my oh my gosh, this is, she's just just repeating, you're the one, it you're the one. It just keeps going. I didn't know what to do. There's got to be like 60 text messages here. Easy, easy 60. Every single one telling me, I'm going to be the one. You're going to be the one for me. And it took you until the very last minute to, uh, to decide to cancel? I'm a lonely man. It's This American Lie, Mari Grass. Each week, we pick a theme. Your eyes are on a theme. This week's theme canceled at the last minute. This week's story is going to be in four acts, all about canceling things at the last minute, as the title would suggest. Act one. Forgot to come up with the title for this act. But here's what it's about. One of the biggest public relations disasters of 2018 was, of course, the now infamous Ice Fest, scheduled to take place on the top of a private mountaintop at the North Pole. After a slew of bad luck, finally the festival's leader, Gert Newman, canceled the festival on the morning it was set to begin. Our producer, Barry Denary, followed along with the festival from start to finish. And here's what he captured. When you fly into the northernmost tip of Greenland, you are swept up in some of the most beautiful ice-capped mountain ranges you will ever see. And at the very north tip, a small caravan of travelers has come to the highest of peaks. This This is where the ice fest is about to take place. But when I got to the people, I realized that their spirits couldn't have been more frozen. So I guess stages are going to be set up over there, and we've got uh, some tents. It's early days of construction on the tents. Uh, I don't know, feeling a little disorganized right now, but you know, it'll it'll come together. I've 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 got a lot of faith. Wait, where are the stages? St- stages uh, behind that snowdrift. No, that one. That one. The voice you're hearing is Gert Newman. He's sort of the uh, he's sort of the the president of Icefest. Maybe you could call him the ringleader, the shaman, the iman. Sorry, I just got my degree in um, global religious studies and. Uh, <laughs> The test was very stressful. Gert, you seem a little unsure about where things should be. This this seems like it should be secondhand. Uh, you yeah. should know where the stages should go. And well, I know I know what should be on the stages, and I know how everyone should be reacting to what's on the stages. But the, I mean, now now that I'm thinking about it, I'm not even sure that we ordered stages. How do you order a stage? I think you just go online for everything or call a uh, of an event service i'm in over my head here gert gert i got the uh warm water for the luge 
Oh, yeah. So the the luge coming off the stages. This was Lou fenced in Gert's second hand and obviously the more capable of the two people running the event. Yeah, all the warm water, though, it's freezing. Warm water freezes yeah, up here. It freezes. Uh, we we need to get it. We need to get it close to the stage, uh, in order to get the luge action happening before it freezes. Look, all all that I am able to keep track of right now is how we're going to align our attendees' chakras so that they experience the most intense ice-based music experience they will ever have. If however you can keep the water warm, just keep the water warm. All right, listen, all I know is I'm going to put my Muladhara Chakra next to a uh, Snow Bunny's Muladhara Chakra. <laughs> Woo! What's up, Instagram? It's your boy. I'm so excited to be going to Firefest next week. I mean, Ice Fest <laughs> next week. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I spent $80,000 on these tickets, and I am fucking pumped to go. This was I'll crisp. See you there. This was crisp for real. An in, uh, Instagram personality who... Uh, I believe suffered from multiple personalities and just general rudeness as we sat down. Um, we were having a meal and he just kept screaming into the air. Wasn't really on his phone. Woo woo! It's your boy, Crispin. How do you how do you feel? Ice Fest is going. It's in a it's in a twenty four it's in twenty four hours. I'm super stoked to be here and I'm ready to party, dude. It's gonna be lit. You mean? You mean? frozen i don't yeah man because it's mean, lit like okay, oh i see what so you're saying because it's sumerian cult. cultures lit means like a, a big whatever man it's gonna be around. fucking cool that's what i'm saying are you at all worried about the the lack of um i guess festival accoutrement a lack of uh really general space here i, I gotta be honest with you bro so i'm saving everything for the for the first day so i've been walking around here with a blindfold on i got no idea what's about to happen it's gonna be fucking dope though that's all i know and i've just been kind of kind of walking around with my arms out feeling for stuff haven't felt much but i can't wait pardon the allegory but crispin was the tip of the iceberg he would have lose both hands within the next six hours as the festival spiraled into one of the most violent and bloodshed moment in I, in festival history. I caught up with Gert just a few hours before the chaos. I, I think one of the problems we're experiencing, we're getting a lot of these influencer types showing up and a lot of them are just hopping mad after Firefest. They come here... And this is just, this is going to be Mark II. This is going to be the same thing all over again. Gert, it seems you've lost your shoes. I, oh, I have lost my shoes. Um, there are rumors I've been hearing around the camp that maybe the festival is canceled and we should all get on the no, no airplanes way. before this massive storm comes in. The festival goes on. Look, we've, mankind has weathered storms before. Festivals have been through worse. Gert, Gert, uh, all those icicles that we put up around the outside of the tent. Yeah. They've, um, they've fallen and people have been impaled. Oh my God. Uh, Gert, uh, we're, we're out of Sherpas. They, uh, they all got impaled by icicles. Uh, it's going to be really, really hard to get people safely up and down the mountain. We, people have to get up and down the mountain. Otherwise, what are we even doing here? Gert, I couldn't find your shoes, but I did find uh, these snow crystals that you could wear. Uh, I'm going to put them on my feet. I'm yeah. going to put them mm -hmm. on my feet. 
it was obvious that Gert had no idea what hypothermia was, and that his only band who had showed up was the Golly Gollies, a North African pop 80s cover band that wasn't even getting paid. So Gert called us like, uh, what, uh, a year ago. Um, and like 11 was, months yeah 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 and and he was just like oh we're like fire festival sucked right right let's do so, like say so it sucked le, like the problem was they tried to make it luxury so um this must be a big moment for you being bumped from the first opening act to now the headliner as oh. you're the only band to have shown up oh it's a gig's a gig right yeah yeah for sure what are you doing for food as uh, food's run out for the last two hours. Right, well, we used to have four band members. And uh, now it's just the two of us. Yeah, so we saved a lot on money. Is that food? Is that why I'm been basted in butter and wrapped in this no, right. oil? No, right. I see the implication. <laughs> oh, 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 oh you've, we, you've misunderstood us. I feel uh, like I'm about to be cooked. No, no, you see, we, we, we brought a certain amount of food. And we were like, oh, we need, we need food for four people. But only two of us came. So... Oh. <laughs> So you're not right. cannibals. Well, I mean, the, the day's not it's, done. It's some light cannibalism, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. apropos of not this. Uh, uh, what, what I'm saying is we aren't cannibals yet, but... Push comes to shove, you know. Right. We've discussed it before. And then it happened. A giant storm from the north pushed in over the clear mountain and covered the entire village in over 15 feet of snow. The first survivor came out about an hour later as people started to find each other. I can't see! I can't see! Jill! I can't see! Is that you? Jill! Tommy! Tommy, is that you? Jill! Ah! My eyelids are frozen shut! I'm cold! I found a man named Turtle. He had huddled under a, a bank of snow and I was able to get up top because the tinfoil that I had been wrapped in weirdly made me slippery enough to get out of the snow. It also insulated my body heat, and the butter moved moved around nicely, sort of like a, a jacuzzi suit of, of dairy and, and, and curdles. Turtle. Turtle. Yeah? I noticed you're wearing a shirt that says, Quick Tribe Forever, with faces of at least seven people. Oh, yeah, yeah, well, and, and the thing is, I, I'm actually wearing six or seven shirts under that. That's why people call me, me Turtle, because I, I wear a lot of shirts. Oh, and, you, but are you, are you missing people? Are there people buried with you? Oh, I, I mean, who, who told you I was here with, with other people? I just assumed your shirt, because it had they, faces. They, they, must, they must have gotten separated from me. Are you here by yourself? Yes, yes, I, I'm here by myself now, oh my and that's that's, and I survived entirely oh not through God. eating people. I realized Turtle was a loser. I'd have to find a much cooler survivor, and then I saw Crispin, his two arms missing. <laughs> it's, it's your boy. It's your boy. Can I stop holding this now? Your phone is really Do cold. Do not stop recording, <laughs> okay. Crispin. Crispin. Crispin, we have to get out of here. We have to get out of here. We and the other survivors have to get out of here. Okay, we have to I dig out the planes. I haven't done the luge yet. I haven't... You haven't what? I haven't done the luge yet. The luge? Yeah, I was promised a luge. Christmas, look I at me. I haven't even seen my cabana. 
There is no luge. What? There is no luge. There's nothing here. Are you sure you want me to keep recording? You're yes. Getting beaten for the up. love of God, yes. <laughs> my followers need to see this. Did you say your father? My followers. <laughs> of which my father is not one. I finally found Gert. He was standing over Lou's body, using it for warmth. Lou had passed away mere minutes before. I thought I would cut open Lou's body and crawl into it, like in The Empire Strikes Back. I don't have anything to cut his gut open with. You are so unprepared. You are so unprepared for this. I know. I'm so cold. Did you have? Did you not realize that if you went to the most snowy region on Earth, that potentially all that snow would come down on you? I mean, somewhere in the back of my mind, yeah. Why did you even do this? Why did you? Why did you even build this? You're a monster. Yeah, I funded Gert because uh, it sounded funny. It sounded like pretty funny. This this guy came to me and. And just pitched the worst festival idea I've ever heard. And I was like, here's $12 million. And I just kept giving him more. Because I was like, man, this could really, really blow up. I'm uh, talking to Tony Fontana, a local quote-unquote app developer. Um, I would like our audience to know that we are not in Silicon Valley, but rather... Jacksonville, Florida, and uh, Tony's house is the shape of a a pizza hut from the 90s, but it's not a restaurant. Am I correct? Yeah, yeah. No, it's not. However, if people show up and ask for pizza, I assault them. You're allowed to do that in this state. If they walk onto your property, you can attack. And this is all because you thought it was funny. I thought it was hilarious. Well, do you realize that there's a hundred people's lives on your hands. <laughs> the blood of, a, of hundreds of people. Oh boy. I really outdid myself this time. I went back to the mountain. I went back to where all those people's bodies were buried. I tried to dig them out, but then realized that would take way too long. And then I thought of Gert. Unprepared. Unqualified. Unable to have the party that we all deserved. I once threw a party in the snow, and I was the only one that showed up. It was really fun. I built an igloo, stayed in there for a couple hours. My wife uh, was wondering where I was that night when I was in that igloo. Up next on This American Lie... Call to cancel. That's when our program continues. Please stay with us. This American Lie is brought to you by Little Speedboats because fuck those ducks. This is American Lie, Margaret. Each week, pick a theme. Right, stories on that theme. This week's theme: canceled at the last minute. Act two: called to cancel. Author and humorist Rita Bonsai Welsh was set to go out for a nice dinner with her husband, Stuart, until her babysitter called to cancel. And thus, Rita set out on a quest to find a last-minute sitter. Here's Rita. 
The conversation with Jennifer went something like this. Oh, you can't? I suppose that's fine. I guess we'll never hire you to babysit Donovan ever again. Ever again, Jennifer. She understood. She apparently made plans last minute. But what what was it that Stuart and I wanted to do? What what did we want to do? Just spend time alone without Donovan? That's all we wanted. Stuart, my husband. What what plans did we have that night? Well, I was hoping to catch up and see some of these Marvel movies. Ever since we had the kid, we just can't get out to see any of these things. And, like, I know, like, I keep hearing people doing this finger snap thing, and I just, I want to know. I want to be in on it. The finger snap thing? The finger snap thing? That's what, that's what you would have taken me to learn about? The finger snap thing. I thought it was something we could experience together, be part of the culture. Also, I don't appreciate you calling our kid the kid. <laughs> He has a name. His name is Donovan. He's Donovan, we, and I love him. We agreed Donovan Greg would be our kid's name. All right. Listen, I need, I need to make a just a, a quick call to my therapist, and, and we can settle this later, the finger snap thing. Hello? Hey, um... I'm so sorry to call you. Hello, so, who so is late. this? Cheryl. Cheryl. It's Cheryl. Cheryl. It's Rita Bonsai Welsh, your patient. I'm Cheryl. Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's so late. Listen. Rita. Oh, Rita. I'm having. I'm having a moment. I'm having one of those moments. Uh, that's not office hours. No, I know. I know that. But you said I could call any time. I remember that distinctly. Uh, Four years you ago, know you I said. You know, I go to bed at seven p.m. on the dot. <laughs> Yes, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's so late. Call. Oh, Cheryl, who is that? It's eight thirty. It's one of my patients, Roberts. It's one of my patients. You have got to quit that job. Cheryl has a, an active social life that she insists on telling me about during our sessions. It's one of my many lovers. He wanted to sleep over, but. I need to establish boundaries. Isn't that right, Rita? Isn't that yes, what we always yes. establish say? boundaries? Yes. What is it? I just I I'm feeling a little unhinged, and my babysitter canceled last minute, and it is spiraling out of control. My husband, my husband Stuart. He said he said he wanted to take me to a Marvel movie. It's hard, isn't it, Rita? It's hard when. When your life doesn't go according to plan. When when your expectations are not met. What Marvel That's movie, right. may I ask? I don't know. It was probably one of the Avengers or something. War. The Infinity War. <laughs> He's listening to our conversation. Is that of course Stuart? I'm listening. Oh. Infinity, if Infinity it's War. It's a I good one. We had an... We haven't seen it's it. It's a good one. What's the snap. What is that? The snap. Are you doing the Infinity War snap? Robert, shut your mouth. Okay, Mama. You're not even supposed to be here. The rule is you see my body and then you go. It's times like this. 
that I that I'm happy that I keep a pack of Parliament lights in the freezer. <laughs> I went to the freezer to discover there was one less Parliament light. Stuart. Stuart. Yeah. You you haven't smoked one of my Parliament lights, have you? I did. I discovered them in the freezer a week ago. But I put them in the, the van's waffle box. I'm going to check any box. Waffle, chicken nugget, french fry, even lasagna. When I get a craving, I just need a cigarette, okay? I, I feel the same way. I, I really can't get mad at you for this. It's one of those things, you know? Nicotine addiction is real. Look, maybe we're not going to get out of here tonight. Maybe we're not going to have some you and me time. Oh, great. Donovan Gregg is crying again. If only Jennifer hadn't canceled, he probably wouldn't be crying. Jennifer has the softest touch. She has the silkiest hair. She has the curviest figure. He wouldn't cry. He wouldn't cry. Are you going to go deal with him? The kid? Yeah, I will. Is is it too late to apologize again for that? No, it's not too late. Let's hear it. I am sorry that in a moment of anger and confusion, I will occasionally refer to our darling Donovan as the kid. I put on my Nikes and went for a run. (sighs) Okay, this is good. Just getting out the endorphins. Or increasing the endorphins. Whichever it is. This is good. This is good. This is better than smoking a cigarette. I feel feel like, okay, I can take on the world. Take on the world. Hey, you need a dollar? Uh, I mean, I wouldn't say no. I got one in my fanny pack. (laughs) Here Uh, you go. Here you go. I I feel like a better person because of this. Here you go. uh, All right. Don't, don't run next to me. What? What? No, I thought you were following me. No, no, that, that was that was just a, a, a fluke of, of pacing. I, oh. But okay. you you weirded me out. Uh, thank you for the dollar. Hey, hey. Um, do, do you need do you need more dollars? Do you need like twenty dollars an hour to babysit a child? What's your name? Uh, my my name's Francis. Francis, great name, great name. Yeah, you you don't know me though. Yeah, but I'm sure you have references, right? Uh, no, almost definitely not. Okay, okay, never mind. That would be irresponsible of me. Wait, leave. wait, wait. I'll, what? I'll, I'll do it. I'll watch your kid. You will? Yeah. Will? Did I say $20 an hour? I meant sixteen fifty. Sixteen fifty an hour? Does that sound good? So. You know what? Uh, yes. Yeah, that, okay. that, that will be great. Okay. Fr- Francis. Francis, you got a last name? Uh, not, not one that I'm, I'm just going to tell you. Okay, still, still okay. Still okay. All right. Cool. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna circle the block one t- one time and I'll, cool, I'll be cool. right back. I'll be right hey, back with you. If you see anyone coming the other direction and they ask if they saw me, if you could just say that you were the only one running here, I would really appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, no problem. What's hey. your address? Uh, it's uh, one two nine four four Van Owen Street. Oh, Van Owen Street. Yeah, that's a nice place. It's apartment four. <laughs> okay. Okay. Great. Yeah. All right. <sighs> oh, what have I done? I just said, I just gave a random stranger in the street 
My address. Hey, do you see a really tall guy run through here? It's like six seven, wearing a big trench coat. I saw a guy scrapes along the ground. I saw a guy who was about six six. It's probably not him. <laughs> okay, all right. Thank you for your help. Uh, no, it's fine. I'm just having a crisis. Uh, oh, hey. Huh? Hey. Hey. Have you seen a guy like five four running around here, kind of squirrely? I saw, I saw a guy who was five four, who was kind of raccoony. Hmm. <laughs> That's a different animal. Okay, sorry. Okay, no, no problem. Oh, oh, having, I'm still having like a lot of bouts of crisis. Excuse like, me, yes. have uh, you seen a bunch of guys uh, run through asking people if they've seen guys? No. All right, I'm on the wrong block, I think. No. I get turned around in Google Map. Uh-huh. Have good night. Okay, you too. I ran as fast as I could. Cause that man had a Russian accent. Can't trust him now. After the election. Mrs. Welsh? Oh. What are you Hi What are you doing hi, here? Hi, this is Tony LeClaire. Um next door next door neighbor. Hi. Um I was I was just um sorry, I was just out for a run and I um I just saw that you had a towel on your porch and I I thought I would uh wipe the sweat from from my brow before I went back inside to deal with my husband and my child. You just tri- you triggered our alarm, so I came out. I thought someone oh. was burgling. Oh, I'm... I didn't realize you had an, an alarm system. That's such a good idea. I should do that. Yeah, my dad put it in because, you know, I'm home alone a lot, and I don't go out at night, so I just got to make sure that the property stays safe. Tony, you're my solution. What? The next week, I had Tony babysit Donovan Gregg. Stuart and I went out, and we saw that Marvel movie. And now I know what it's all about. Uh, Mrs. Welsh, this baby hates me. You just have to, you have to hold it and caress it as, as if, as if you're Jennifer with curves. Jennifer, Jennifer? Yeah, Jen, the Jennifer with curves. Jennifer yeah. Watson? Yeah, with the long, silky, silky hair. I am definitely nowhere close to as sensual or graceful as her. Just do your best, Tony. He keeps throwing blocks at me. That's how he shows affection. Snap, snap. And... I just realized I was supposed to pick my kids up from their babysitter like two weeks ago. Um, I need to go make a call. Uh, please stay with us uh, on This American Lie. This American Lie is brought to you inflation. Technically, this ad costs less than it did when we bought it. <laughs> this is American Lie. I'm Ari Grass. Each week we pick a theme, bring a variety of stories on this theme. Uh, this week's theme is canceled at the last minute. I cannot find my babysitter's phone number. <laughs> so, um, I guess, uh, I'll just have to keep him there. Alright, it's time for Act 3. <laughs> Dropped out at the last minute. Aubrey Thompson was a shoe-in for the vacant U.S. Senate seat from Wyoming. But the night before the election... She dropped out of the race under mysterious circumstances. After months out of the spotlight, our producer Terrence Michael Helios sat down with her to find out what happened that night. My dad always used to say that there's no good time to quit. That's what I always thought about Aubrey Thompson. She had a real shot. So I sat down with her in her office, trying to figure out what happened? 
Sorry for the mess. Um, you can move the Auto Trader magazines. There are boxes literally all over the office, piled from floor to ceiling. Some of them are labeled, some of them aren't. Thanks for sitting down with me. Sure, no problem. So, what happened? Polling was uh, so high. Yeah. They, you were poised to win. By by all accounts, you were going to affect some real social change. Yeah. Well, I'm um, I'm dealing with a thing. Um, doctors have diagnosed me as an empath. My um, my great uncle Roy, who I never met, died that night. The night I dropped out, and uh, my my great aunt Sheila, who I never met, was distraught. I assume, and so. My ability to function as a, a person, <clears throat> as a um, I'm running mate, as a. Do you need a tissue? I've got. No, I'll just I'll just crumple up some of these pages of the auto train. <laughs> Hi, um, sorry, Miss Thompson. Um, I'm trying to make a coffee in the Keurig. I can't find any more of the cups. I think we might be out. This is Garrett Smith. He was her campaign manager until she dropped out. What are you saying? I just, yeah. um, I was just there's hoping no for a cup of coffee and there's no more. There's no cups. more? No. We're oh, not... no, Miss Thompson, please don't. You don't have to. We're not going to be able to experience the joy that is the correct coffee? I think, you know what? I should not have come in here. I, I'm sorry to have interrupted. I, I'm going to go take care Are of it. Are there any more at the store? I'm going to go on a Starbucks run. Do you, do you guys want anything? Oh. Oh. Um, um. Yeah, I'll have like an iced tea. That sounds that, good. Two iced teas? Two iced teas, yeah. Yeah, like right. if there's an herbal something. Great. Okay. I'll do green. I'll do green, whatever the green iced tea is. There. All right. One green, one herbal. Yeah. All right. Cool. Have you always been an empath or is that something that is that came to you later in life? More recently, I have developed this ability. I, I feel like it's ability, not a disability. That's what I feel like. I wasn't familiar with empathy. So... <laughs> So I decided to check with an expert on the subject, Dr. Ranks Tompskin. So empathy uh, is something that science is now just sort of touching on. It is the ability to sort of feel what others feel. And in politics, it can obviously be sort of a third rail because... As you know, as the data suggests, that voters, they want a leader who is strong, who is confident, who tells you what to do. Empaths, they're functionless. They absorb how you feel and retreat into that state. So it's kind of a step backwards for anyone running. You see it as a political liability. Yes, uh, I do. I I really, um, I don't want to say empathize because again, I I I'm not like her, but um, I guess I can see logically how that could be an issue and how she might never get over it unless she is prescribed very powerful, powerful psychotropic drugs. Is that what you would recommend for her? For, yes. Yes, I would. And um, I know you're thinking, no, I don't get a kickback from the pharmaceutical companies. That would be unethical. So whoever told you that, 
I think you should make sure that you get your sources on that. Okay. And and the man in the lab coat behind you taking notes on a clipboard. That's that's my un- unrelated. My brother. Sure. He's my brother. Um, Jamal. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll be Jamal. So yeah, my brother Jamal from. Just stop. I took my findings back to Miss Thompson. Drugs. He suggested drugs. Is that ever something you would consider? I mean, in college, I smoked a little herb. But you know that's not what we're talking about here, right? We're we're, we're, we're talking about medicine that would help you overcome a problem that you're having to help get elected. Would anyone vote for a drug addict? You tell me that. I feel like I'm, I'm better off now experiencing all the things than I was before and would be after. I, I I can't even imagine what it would be like to go back in time. Would anyone vote for a drug addict? That question bounced around in my head for a while. So I figured, let's go door to door. Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, I feel like a drug addict's seen some things, you know? And uh, it, you want someone in charge who, who, who's gone through some experiences. The man whose voice you're hearing right now asked not to be identified. Let's call him John. Yeah, Miss Thompson, I, I was probably going to vote for her. The word in the street, though, she, she's been blubbering about just everything. Yeah, she, she's an empath. Uh, I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't know about that. Uh, but I, I just, what, what I say is when I want my senator is if it's for the good of the nation and, and they got to they gotta do something like I don't know, bad, like 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 kill a puppy. That's just an example. Wow. I don't think they'd have to do that. I just want them to be able to. And if if they're just blubbering. Now wait, you want them to be able to kill a puppy? I, I'm not saying in service of the state. Well, I, I'm not not saying there's a specific situation where I see them needing to kill a puppy. But if that situation did come up, like let's say the president told them they had to. Uh huh. I want them to be able to. Cause, cause you know, we Wyoming folk, we we're we're proud people, and and if we were to let the president down like that, just because we we put someone who just just spends their whole day blubbering uh, in in that that Senate seat, well, I I wouldn't be able to show my face. A drug addict? No way, Jose. They're losers. Drug addicts? They just wander the streets looking for food from scraps. I don't want someone writing my laws who eats their food from scraps. This is Tanya Pierce. She insisted we use her full name. I am Tanya Pierce. Go Delta Beta Psi. Now, what are we talking about? Drug abusers and politics. No, thank you. Drug abuse just leads to sex unprotected. And I am not for that. Tanya, come help us with the cello shots. I have to go. I have to drink copious amounts of alcohol, which is legal. I wasn't sure what to make of it. The town seemed all over the place. I sat back down with Aubrey Thompson one more time. What do you expect me to do? Have a press conference? I mean, I, I, I can't even... I just think your potential conti- constituents might, might want just a, a little bit of an explanation, and... Frankly, I think they need some leadership. There, I talked to one man who 
wouldn't have voted for you unless you were capable of killing a puppy. What? That's cr- Did he do that in front of you? Please tell me he didn't do that in front of you. Do it in front of me or say it in front of me? Do, do it. No. But he said those words. He said those he words said those to me. Words. All right. Hi, sorry. I, okay, Garrett, I, got, I got your drinks. Thank um, you. I just got us three frappuccinos. I hope that's cool. I just kind of panicked. Do you know how much sugar is in a frappuccino, Garrett? <sighs> to say nothing of caffeine, I was... Okay, you don't have to drink it. I'm sorry. Okay, also, here, it's just... been three days. I know. It was crazy there. And I panicked. I missed you. I thought I think... you were right outside the door the whole time. No, I just... I got a little lost, you know? But I found myself. And, you, you found... know, there was like a... I mean, some crazy stuff happened. You guys should have been there. There was like a whole bunch of stuff that went down that... I, you know, I'm not going to get into it, but here, here's your Frappuccinos. Okay. Garrett can lead. Garrett, you should lead. You what? should be the senator. No, no way. Yeah. No way. All, you saw all... how I dealt with the this thing. I got you Frappuccinos no. when you asked for teas, but herbal I will, teas. I will be the woman behind the screen who's silently, mostly silently weeping, and I will tell you what to do. Oh, God. Okay. Um, I mean... You're young. My mom always said that I was something special, and I never really believed her. But oh my god, use I guess that. Use at this that moment, your campaign ca- something special. Yes. Oh. Uh, okay. 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 I'll do it. I'm in. Garrett, I've got three questions for you. Hmm. One: Are you addicted to drugs? Um. Uh, no. Number two: Are you capable of feeling what other people feel? Um, no. Can't you see how nervous he is? I just, I've been saying no the whole time. I honestly haven't even listened to what you were saying. I'm going to ask the third question. (laughs) Okay. If push came to shove and it really needed to happen, could you kill a puppy? Oh, Oh God. You know the answer. I don't. Garrett. I don't. His palms are so sweaty. I can feel them on my palms. (laughs) I'm going to say yes. No. I went no, no, yes. What should I have said? Yes, no, no. You should have said no. No, yes, no. Unless have you killed a puppy, Garrett? This is the Frappuccinos all over again. No, I've never killed a puppy. But I could see a world where I could. What? I don't know what I'm saying. I'm not cut out for this. (laughs) Yeah, I I could vote for that. Uh, I mean, I, I like a man who likes animals. But uh, just who would be willing to kill one if the need truly arose? I would totally vote for Garrett Smith. He just seems just like jittery and I just kind of want to like get drunk with him. So yeah, he has my vote. I don't need to tell you, Garrett won the election in a landslide. Highest voter turnout in six decades. I guess that's what committing gets you. That and a couple of dead puppies. I don't vote, but if I did, I'd vote for whoever the first person told me to. Just whatever you said would be fine. Up next on This American Lie, Network Notes. That's when our program continues on This American Lie. Please stay with us. This American Lie is brought to you by Ayahuasca Hideaway. Ayahuasca Hideaway is a place where you go to find out who you really are and melt your ego. Don't worry, we have buckets for when you poop yourself. Ayahuasca Hideaway. Located in 
Brazil. This is American Lie. I'm Mary Grass. Each week we pick a theme, bring variety stories on that theme. This week's theme canceled at the last minute. I'm still trying to figure out what my babysitter's phone number is, but oh well. Our fourth and final act, Network Notes. In the spring of 1997, after a network bidding war, the television pilot Beach Babes 10,000 was sold to the ABC Dad Network for a record-breaking, at the time, $2 million. But after a series of setbacks, the show was canceled before a single episode ever hit the air. Rock Zardozian presents some new behind-the-scenes footage from the most infamous show that never was. Baywatch. Miami Vice. All shows that had a vaguely beach-related name. There was something of a a craze around shows like this uh, back in the 90s. And so when Beach Babes 10,000 was pitched to the networks, a bidding war ensued that shook the foundations of network television. Two million dollars for what was supposed to be 24 episodes. I remember uh, we were at a lunch and I was talking to another executive and uh, I think I literally threatened to stab both his eyes if he didn't back off Beach Babes 10,000. He was going to go in for, you know, I think he was offering 50 mil just for the pilot alone. I mean, that's basically my budget for the entire fall net, uh, fall season. But uh, I got him back down, and Beach Babes 10,000 came to UPN Network. We're speaking with Terrence Pickleback. He is a television mogul who was responsible for much of the uh, television that you saw in the 90s uh, after his big breakout show, which was Legends of the Hidden Temple. Uh, he broke into more adult fare. And Beach Babes was supposed to be his coup. So what was it about Beach Babes that brought you to such a high number? I mean, it was just such a high concept. You would have these beautiful, beautiful Beach Babes, you know, time traveling back and forth to the year 10,000 and back. And, you know, I had never even seen something like that. And they would go in and they would have to solve the problems in the future and then come back and realize that, you know, their lives are what would start in it. But it was really about friendship. It was really about friendship and also literacy. There was not a show on that would really talk about, you know, the problems of illiteracy in American culture. And, I, you know, plus, again, babes. Mr. Pickleback, I see that you've finished. Um, May I get you another two-pound lobster? (laughs) Yes. Can we go with light butter in a a bowl? Yes, light butter. Thank you. So when the creator of this show, uh, Graham Timiani, came to you and said, well, now that we're greenlit, I just want to have the cameras roll at all times, whether we are doing the scene or not. Did you think that was a a financial red flag? No. Graham Graham was a genius. Graham was like if Spike Lee and Quentin Tarantino and Kevin Smith and Spielberg's baby had a mutant baby 
And they made him. He was like, the, he was like, uh, are, are you saying Akira that? Kurosawa, you know, opened the, up a uh, billiards parlor where you could do blow in the bathroom. Do you know what I'm talking about? I, I do. I, I think, I think I do. I didn't. I didn't feel like clarifying this metaphor any further. We shot over six months of footage for a show that was maybe half an hour per week. All right? And it was glorious. Do you want to see some of it? Well, yes. That, that is why I'm here. All right. Come on down. Hey, Abby. Yes, yes, Mr. Pickleball. I'm going to bring the lobster to the vault. Oh, oh, we can we can have someone do that for you. Get the Frankenstein boy to come and bring it, because I don't want Jared. you Jared. To... Do you mean Jared? Yeah, but, but, yeah, why does he do that? I, I think he has sciatica. Oh. We'll have him carry whatever you need. Uh, yeah, just make sure he doesn't look at me and gives me the willies. I get it, I get yeah, it. Bring it to the vault. Mm -hmm. I just don't want you to get all greased up, you know, and slip and Not fall. yet, right? No, no, please. Please. Okay. I included this conversation in the tape just to give you an idea of the sort of characters that were in play in the making of this. Now, just to preface the uh, a bit of footage uh, audio that we will be playing here, there was a simply massive amount of footage, all of which was shot on 35 millimeter film. And going through the just hallways and hallways full of film, it became clear to me that there was no way someone could watch every single bit of film. So I asked simply to be shown some of the highlights. Okay, so this is from the second day of the pilot, <clears throat> and you're going to see uh, Margaret, Margaret Beneguin. She was our star, and man, she was talented. Margaret Beneguin, has she been in anything else since? No. Okay, beach babes, come here. <laughs> come here, beach babes. We're here. We're okay, here. Okay, this map shows us that we just have to stand on this place on the beach, and we will be transported. To the Citadel. Yeah, the Citadel. Where we will all thrive as babes in bikinis. Whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop. So, in the middle of all of this footage, I, I noticed that there are um, sound guys and caterers just wandering around. Seem to be pushing various blocks and pieces of wood. Yeah, uh, at the time, Graham told me that that was a different show filming on the beach. And I said, well, that's just L.A., so let's keep it. But it turns out it was our crew. And so this particular shot, which runs for two hours, was two. completely wasted. This shot runs for two hours. Yeah, he took like uh, 1,200 takes, but he never cut. So, yeah, about 12, 12, what did I say? Two hours, 12 hours. Would you like a lobster claw? I would. Always recording. We were always recording, and it, anything that we would get, we would make part of the show. So, like, when we'd, we'd get some of the, the, the film crew in the background, that was the show that they were making in the show. So, you follow me? Uh, I think I do. I managed to track down Graham, the auteur of the entire thing. Uh, he now lives by himself in uh, Upper 
North Dakota, right on the edge of Canada and the United States. He says he likes to keep people guessing as to where he lives. Beach Babes 10,000 was, was going to be everything, and all of it was going to be on the screen. It, we, we were shooting for 19 minutes, 19 minutes with 11 minutes for commercials, but we were going to cram everything, every bit of the human experience and the experience of entertainment and of Hollywood was all going to be up there on the screen. So you personally carried a camera with you at all times. All the time. Even when you were sleeping or showering. On the can. Every single situation. How, how was that intended to be used in the final film? Well, look. Final film. You know, you're sounding like the execs that were breathing down my neck. Always wanting to know what the final product was going to be. If you were going to make them an actual television show. Yeah, and it never happened. Yes. Well, 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 if it isn't the Beach Babes. Yes, it is us, Tyrant Dave. Well, <laughs> well, I will destroy you and the past with these automatic laser guns. <laughs> Not if we poke you in your third eye first. Yeah, I don't think so, bub. No, no, not your choreographed reading tape. Cha, uh, ho, ba-bam, schwa. I'm reading phonics. Oh. <laughs> the quick brown fox. So this footage is from uh, something like uh, four weeks into filming. Yeah, four, four, four weeks, f- five weeks. The, they start to run together after we also were sh- we were shooting all night long. And, and they talk almost entirely about uh, phonics and the power of reading and uh, just the importance of, of local libraries. That, that did not seem to be a theme in any of the other footage. What, what, what took you in that direction? I've got a little brother. He never learned how to read. <laughs> so you thought that... I thought, look, we're all making stuff. We're all trying to make the world better. And I thought, this is one tangible way that I can do that. I can make reading sexy by putting it in the hands of beach babes. Let's bring up to the next segment we were watching, which seems to be something of a, a 180 from that other one, where just strings of profanity that just kept going. Oh, God. It made me a little sick to hear it. So, ladies, all you're going to do is you're going to take your thong right out of your asshole. You're going to stick it through the area. Right out of my ever-loving oh, asshole. Yeah. Right out of your goddamn asshole. That was all we were actually uh, <laughs> legally allowed to put on the air. You know, as an executive, you're hired to do a job, but then you have to trust that the people that you hire, the artists, are going to create. And you got to step out of the way. And that's what I did. I stepped out of Graham's way. And I think it's a shame because I think Beach Babes 10,000 is really, you know, could have been something, which is why uh, I've been talking to a lot of people and uh, hired a talented new screenwriter to reboot it. You're rebooting the show that never happened. Oh, yeah, yeah. And this time, you know, it's going to be a movie and a game and a show and a moon theme park ride. Now, just to clarify for those who don't know, the first Beach Babes 10,000 completely destroyed your career. 
Oh yeah, that and a series of divorces, which I never should have, never should have, you know, let happen. But, you know, love is love, right? As uh, Freddie Mercury said, Freddie Mercury cuts my hair, not the lead singer of Queen. That would be confusing to people. Jared, stop looking at me, please. You just... Anyways, yeah, we're looking for young, hot, new babes. Sorry, uh, Mr. Pickleback, you're just still wearing your bib, so he just wants to know if you want another two-pound lobster. Oh, I thought this was my tie. Uh, yeah, we'll do another two-pound lobster. <laughs> okay, yeah, go get it, <laughs> But I think, again, these lessons, I mean, you look at a country and no one's really, you know, learned these things. There are people out there who still don't know how to read and that the babes that who could teach them then. Who knows what it would be... The year 10,000 would be now, you know? So I think it's ripe. Well, I can't say I agree with you on that matter. But uh, just to drive the point home, we have here the footage of the final moments before production was finally shut down on Beach Babes 10,000. So you're my mother? And your sister. What? Because of... The teleportation. The time loop. Oh, I get it now. And I'm your baby, your singularity baby, but also the lifeguard. Uh, Just heads up, everybody. I have about 20 seconds of film left, and we are literally just out. Quick, let's go to the 20s. Here we go. Yay. I'm going to lay in the sand. That was pretty good. Pretty good. Say, you look like a movie star type. Do you want to be a Beach Babe 10,000? Did I want to be a Beach Babe 10,000? Not a question I had ever thought. But I couldn't say no. Take off your shirt and throw this melted butter on your body. Let's see how baby you can get. And I did. I found the number. I found my babysitter's number. Then I freaking lost it again. Uh, that's going to do it for This American Line. Thanks so much to our producers, Barry Denary, Rita Bonsai Welsh, Terrence Michael Helios, Rockstar Dozian, Brian Flynn, Ruthie Holmes, Patrick Ellis, Jordan Bridgen, Michael Gordon, myself, Ari Grass, and of course, big boss man, Mr. Tori Maltia, who tried to teach me a Fortnite dance. So I'm going to put my Muladar chakra next to a Snow Bunny's Muladar chakra. Tune in next month for another episode of This American Line.